Hi, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and you're listening to Entrepreneur Circle, Eric Cabral. On this episode, all business is people business. That's it. And and the better you are at people uh, and understanding that people are unique and people are different and you can't treat two people the same way. You have to really dig in and find out what those people are, are, are made of. Um, but once you can really uh, dial in that talent, that gift, that asset, sky's, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit on what's possible. Hey there, folks, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Circle, where we built a community that shares lessons learned throughout our journeys, celebrate wins, our eureka moments, and embrace the F word, meaning failure, which I've come to realize that failure is success in progress. I'm Eric Cabral, your host, a husband, a father of two brilliant girls, and I've been called a heart-centered entrepreneur by my peers and mentors. My mission in life is to make the world a better place, one mic at a time. So I'm happy and humble to have you join in on that mission. And I hope that by the end of the show, we would have added value in your life. So if you're ready to jump into the circle, let's get to it. Hello, this is Josh McCown, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business, reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of The Entrepreneur Circle. I'm your most happy and humbled host, and I'm excited. I hope you're excited, and you're driving, and you're at the gym, and you're doing your thing, because get fired up Get ready to rise and grind because I have somebody with me that I am ridiculously inspired by. I'm getting chills thinking about what I've heard and all the socials and the content and everything that he's putting out there. Tons and tons of value that you're going to get and I'm going to get. And I'm just going to let it all pour out for Mr. Glenn Lundy. Thanks for coming on the show. Eric. Thanks for having me, my man. I'm super excited. And yeah, for those of you driving in the car, keep both hands on the wheel, but get your ears and your mind ready (laughs) because we're about to. Yes. Yeah. Blow it up. Yeah. And and, and usually I'll say, hey, no pressure. But yeah, Glenn, Glenn knows he's he's not shy. He understands like when it's time to step up to the mic and the camera, it's go time. Right. And I've heard you perform. I've seen you perform and um, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's an impressive sight to see. So I'm really excited about this episode. So let me give the audience a quick primer on who you are. Uh, you are father of eight, man. I mean, whew, you know, I have two, man. I'm just like, how do I, I can't. Hey, even... I remember when I was a part-time parent. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> You know, it's so funny when I talk to people who have one kid and I'm like, you have no idea. But meanwhile, I was like, you're, there's a, there's rare times, I'm sure, where you're like, I know one guy who was 10 kids, but like you eight. Yeah, that's, that's, that's wild, man. And and, and God bless. But uh, so, it's yeah, awesome, he, uh, he's got the, host the family of circus the- with us everywhere we go. <laughs> I know, man. It's, I can't even imagine a family trip. Like you got to take, you know, a caravan, I'm sure. Uh, oh yeah. Dude. Mercedes. We have a Mercedes Sprinter van, uh 12 passenger Mercedes Sprinter van, nine foot tall. It's, wow. it's, uh, it's a hoss. And that's what, that's what we used to go to, uh, you know, talk about, get some, get uh, two dozen 
tacos for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Is it a lot of pasta and rice and things like that? They're just like, you got to fill those bellies, you know, you just buy bags and pounds of it, you know? <laughs> it is hundreds of thousands of dollars of food over the last time. <laughs> food and laundry, bro. Me, yeah, what's the age range? What's the oldest to the youngest? So I have a 22-year-old. She uh-huh. lives in Arizona. And yeah. then with my wife here in Kentucky, we have seven together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oldest in the house is 12. And so it's a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 6-year-old, a 4-year-old, wow. a 3-year-old, and a 1-year-old. Wow. <laughs> Every, almost pretty much every is like one, two, three, four, five, all the numbers <laughs> counting to 10. Yes. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, super impressive. Yeah. Thanks, we could man. make a, we could have a show strictly on parenting. Um, just, just from your experience and, 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 and how you, I can definitely tell you that. what not to do. I can definitely <laughs> tell you what not to do in parenting. I am an expert at what not to do as a parent. <laughs> It's funny, we were just talking about that uh, before the mics turned That's on. Right. Um, you know, like, because you're, you're you're in your homeschool environment there, which I appreciate because we hope we... See, I made the mistake again, Glenn. We, my wife homeschools. I heard that. I heard that. That's right. <laughs> my That's wife right. homeschools. Um, yes. And yeah, there's just tons to learn, unpack, uh, teach on on that topic in and of itself. But let, let's, let, let me continue here because I want people to know who they're listening to and why we should be listening because... Aside from being the host of the Rise and Grind Show, which is a fabulous name, by the way, I'm all about marketing and branding, and that's just that's just sticks. That's very sticky. Uh, but Thank you're you. also the creator of the Breakfast of Cha- uh, Breakfast with Champions Club on Clubhouse, um, and some of us have seen you on the Hustle and Grind Con on stage, uh, especially uh, the uh, Grow Your Business for God's Sakes as well. Um, you've also been spotlighted on on major networks like ABC, NBC, CBS. Um, you know, talking about leadership and uh, developing culture uh, with. 20 years in the automotive industry um you know you you crushed it man you you know from 120 cars a month to an 800% increase in sales over 5 years becoming the second largest used car franchise in the nation so man in the America. list goes on and, on and on and on and on and on i mean i could continue talking but what really really pointed or, or or was just a beacon of light to me during um, some of your content is your leadership development skills, the culture that you build, and then also your humble beginnings. Because a lot of people get intimidated by listening to folks like you. And they're like, man, he's, he's, he's uber rich. He's got it made. He knows all the answers, but that's not <laughs> how it starts, right? We all start from the ground. So let's talk about that. And let's rewind the clock to the early days in the Lundy household, what was it like at the dinner table growing up? So there were two dinner tables and they were very unique, uh, both of them, Eric. And so I grew up in a unique situation. My my dad is black. My mom is white and they were married. Um, you know, back in the time, this wasn't... Uh, much past, um, you know, Martin Luther King assassination, those types of days, right? I was born in 77 and, and uh, they got divorced when I was 11. And when they got divorced, my mom, who is white, Eric, remarried a white dude. Mm. And my dad, who's black, got remarried, got married and he married a black woman mm-hmm. and she had four kids of her own. Right. And so that alone in alone was interesting, but then here's where it got really fun. My mom and her new husband lived in Greenlaw garden apartments at 2600 East seventh Avenue Flagstaff, Arizona apartment number 28. <laughs> I love it. My, my dad and his new wife, moved into Greenlaw Garden Apartments at 2600 East 7th <laughs> Avenue in Flagstaff, Arizona, apartment number 30. Wow. Two doors down. Wow. Right? And so here it was, my dad and his new wife and her four kids, plus me and my sister, and then they had two more kids together. So there was mm. eight of us in that three-bedroom apartment. And then over at my mom's house, it was her and her new husband and me and my sister in a three-bedroom apartment. And Eric... Every stereotype that you could think of existed in these two houses. So dad's house was Motown music, 
collard greens, fried chicken, Kool Aid, brother. Right? <laughs> TV in every room. It's gotta be great, right? I mean, shit. Oh, it was amazing. It was <laughs> gospel, and it was loud. There was kids everywhere, and everybody played sports, football, basketball, and every stereotype you could think of existed at Dad's house, Mom's house. Every white stereotype you could think of, right? Like mom liked show tunes and she would sit on the couch reading a book and and they would have uh, poker parties and they would like hang out at the local bowling alley. Like all of those things, bro. So dinner at mom's house was, you know, one kind of quiet, like a little different experience. Plus, my mom was a country singer. My stepdad was into rock and roll. Like, it was just a whole different vibe. Wow. And then over at dad's house, it was, I'm, I'm telling you, man, chitlins, collard greens, wow. cornbread, and, and just like get in where you could get in type, mm. type thing. There was so many of us over in that house. So I grew Amazing. up in these two very different cultures, two doors apart from each other. And it was uh, it was it was a really interesting upbringing to the point where, Eric, I'll even tell you, my mom, I, my, my parents had joint custody. So we had to go to my dad's every other weekend. And my mom literally would make us pack a bag and we would have to leave Friday at two five o'clock down. and we'd go. <laughs> and walk get in the car <laughs> we walk two doors down Amazing. and go over to dad's house and wow. we didn't have a bed at dad's house because there was eight of us in a three bedroom where we had our own rooms at mom's we're like can't we just sleep here at, at you know in our beds and we'll go to dad's during the day and my mom was like nope he's got custody every other weekend you're going there oh, wow. we'll see you sunday at five and so it was wow. uh it was a really interesting and unique so thanks for that question because it always takes me back to uh, a very interesting upbringing yeah it's amazing because you know you said that um they separated divorced you when you were 11 so you got you had an experience for over a decade of a fused sort of cultural mix right and then when they when they went their own ways then you had the clear sort of cultural uh, differences. So what was that like? Like you got you you got a foundation already of like a nice sort of hybrid of everything. And then you got to learn like even more after and then going back and forth. So, I mean, I'm just curious, like how, how, how did that affect, you know, sort of life for you and like and, 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 and your understanding of, yeah. of, of culture? Yeah, so I want you to I want you to think for a minute what life was like when you're um, 13 years old, right? Mm -hmm. So here I am, you know, I'm 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 13 years old, and um, all of the things are happening to a 13 year old that happened to a 13 year old. So hormonally, all of a sudden, I'm hitting, I'm hitting this like puberty phase. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to figure out like girls are cool and like yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, you know, where do I fit in? All of these things, right? So I'm going through all of these. Changes that are just a natural part of growth, and in the midst of that, my I'm I'm living in these two worlds, Eric, yeah. and and so it became very difficult for me to establish an identity. Oh. My skin was too dark to be considered white, and it was too light to be considered black. Mm. I had lots of friends in in school. But it was all very surface because I didn't really fit in anywhere. Mm. And so what I ended up doing is I ended up becoming a, a, a real chameleon. If I was hanging out with black folks, I walk, talk, act black. If I was with white folks, walk, talk, act white. If I was with cowboys, I was a cowboy. If I was with bikers, I was a biker. If I was with people shooting pool, I was a pool player. If I was, <laughs> if I was with athletes, I was an athlete. If I was with the nerds, I was a nerd. And um, I was one of those kids, man, that, mm -hmm. you know, one day I'd be wearing, you know, certain type of clothes. Next day I'd look completely different. And I just really had, a, I really struggled identity wise. And it was very, very, very tough for me in those days. I ended up getting in a lot of trouble because whoever I was hanging out with, and a lot of times it was the wrong people. Uh, so I ended up getting in a lot of trouble. But now I can look back and I am so thankful for those days uh, because now I can see things from all the different perspectives, right? I can understand, you know, for example, I can understand why something like Black Lives Matters means so much to people of, you know, cultural, a Black culture, whereas it could be found offensive by people from a white culture. Like, I can see different things now, but it was very difficult in my teenage years as I was going through mm. all the stuff already and then trying to figure out really where I fit in. 
Yeah. I, I connect with what you just said so, so much. Uh, I, I grew up practically the same way, even though, you know, culturals, uh, culturally it was the same, but it was like an Asian household living in the seventies and growing up in an area in upstate New York where there weren't a lot of Asians. There were, there was, there was mainly white, you know, maybe a small percentage of, of, of black yeah, folks, these white but, people are everywhere. Yeah, bro. they're everywhere. Like, I don't know what's going on. Man. So, like, you know, on, you know, the seventies. It was like <laughs> they don't understand if they don't know you, or like they don't understand. Like everybody just thought I was Chinese. Hey, Chinese, Bruce Lee. You know, and it was like right. it was. I, I got to the point like you, where I was a teenager and I needed to uh, blend in, and 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 I would say whatever I needed to say to to fit into these different groups. So, That's right. uh, thanks for sharing that. It's it's um. It's 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 an interesting topic uh, for for those who can relate to that, like uh, the challenges, but then also the skill sets that develop as a result of being a chameleon. So let's let's transition that into sort of for me. I know what it did for you. How did that create sort of an entrepreneurial business type of person? You know, because we all know if you can relate to people, you 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 could be a business owner. You could you you could sell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, for a while, I didn't quite understand that because, you know, for I was the best, the best number two man in any business. It didn't Mm. matter what what industry I went into working for somebody else because I was a I I was a yes man. Right. Like, oh, oh, you 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 think we should go that way? I think we should go that way, too. Right. Because I just (laughs) I just blended and I and I fit. And so in every you know, for from age uh, 19 until age 40, every job I ever had, every position I was with, every company I was ever with, I always rose to the top. And I always ended up in a position of leadership because I could connect with and 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 establish relationships with all different types of personalities within that within that business. So I didn't translate that into an entrepreneurial gift set until, you know, just three years ago, um, Mm. I decided to go out on my own and build my build my own business and ultimately be be the front, be the be 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 that top and lead guy. Um, but you're spot on, man. All business is people business. That's it. And and the better you are at people uh, and understanding that people are unique and people are different and you can't treat two people the same way. You have to really dig in and find out what those people are are, are made of. Um, but once you can really uh, dial in that talent, that gift, that asset, sky's the, sky's the limit. Sky's yeah. the limit on what's possible. So you worked as usually, you know, the support, the wingman, the number two, um, with much success. And you learned a ton. So 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 give us the breakdown, like what you started learning during those decades. And then what inspired you saying, you know what, I'm gonna pull the ripcord and I'm gonna try to do this and make this work on my own. That um, dealership that I that I worked at, you know, I spent eight years with that company and we grew uh, uh, quite a bit. And I was in the the two seat, uh, basically, um, you know, at that company. And what I really, um, I learned two things from that. I learned that having other people that are willing to take the risk and provide opportunities for people like myself in a two seat and everybody else that was in part of that organization. Um, what a blessing and what a gift that is, right? What a gift that is to be able to go to work in the morning, go home at the end of the day and know that somebody else is really their neck that's on the line. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was, that's a gift and it's very peaceful and it's promising. And I can see why a lot of people want to stay in that particular role. I made a lot of money in that role. I had, uh, I was the face of the company. I really made an impact. I am so grateful for those eight years of my life. This, so I learned one that those people that take those risks should be honored, cherished, mm-hmm. and we should be all be grateful for them. The second part of that that I learned is that as long as we work for that amazing person that's willing to take that risk and do that thing, we will always be building their legacy and not our own. And that is when that was the moment when I realized, oh, my gosh, 
I absolutely love everything about what I'm doing. And it's been really, really powerful, but it's really serving me, but it's not serving the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. You know, when I, when I leave this company or this earth or this planet or this existence, they're still out, you know, maybe you leave them a few bucks or whatever, but you know, money comes and goes. And, and whereas as an entrepreneur, I get an opportunity to leave my family something that transcends beyond my generation. And that to me is really, really important. And so at 40 years old, I had that, you know, like they call it a midlife crisis. I call it a midlife awakening Mm. where I realized, man, I am sure doing a great job of building these guys' legacy And how is that benefiting my children when I'm sacrificing time away from them to build that guy's legacy? Not really a fair trade. And that's why I made the decision to go on my own. Man. Have you ever felt like a lone wolf in life, unable to engage in chats around the barbecue since you're doing things that aren't the norm? Enter GoBundance, a place for driven entrepreneurs, CEOs, or investors who want to experience world-class adventure, bucket list trips, high-minded conversations, authentic relationships, and an environment to learn and grow with like-minded individuals, where you're able to share in all of your successes, your struggles, ambitions, and even your failures without being judged. It's the best place for men and women to come together to live epic lives and to grab life big. If you want to learn more about GoBundance, go to GoBundance.com and apply to be in the tribe. And I hope to see you at the next virtual or live event. I feel like I'm speaking or listening to myself because that's exactly the same thing. <laughs> what was the key that unlocked it for you, though? Was there any specific book or a podcast or a person? Like, what was it where that was like, this is the straw? This is this Yeah, is- so I went to... Um, and I'm sorry, I have to fix this light. It's okay. driving me crazy. Okay. I went to, um, maybe I should put it on the tripod instead of the back of this computer. Oh, I'll tilt it down like that. There we go. There go. I um, I went to, um, so I had been working there just over seven years. And I don't take, I don't take uh, sick days or like, I never called it sick, never any of those things. I'm, I am a 100% company man. And uh there was an event that I was holding. I was a part of building this event called Hustle and Grind Con. And Eric Thomas was going to be speaking at that event. We had hired Eric Thomas and he'd always been someone that I looked up to and listened to all of his motivational, you know, ET, the hip hop preacher. When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, that's when you be successful. That guy. And um, he was going to be speaking. I was sharing a stage with him and and so I went ahead and I took 10 days off of work for the first time ever, 10 consecutive days, two weekends uh, with a, a week packed there in the middle. And I went to this event, Hustle and Grand Con, and I spoke on the stage. And when I got on the stage, oh, my gosh, the hairs on my arms stood up. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Hundreds of people clapping and cheering and all of those things. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And, and, and then Eric Thomas spoke. And one of the things that Eric Thomas said is he spoke and just absolutely killed and crushed the room. One of the things that he said is he said, so all y'all out here, you're feeding your your family, you're paying your bills, you're buying your house, and you're proud of what you've done. He said, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take care of your family. You're supposed to put a roof over their head. That You're doing something when you can feed 100 families. Now you're doing something when you feed 100 families, right? And I was like, ooh. Wow. Because I had the nice house, the white picket fence, the kids, the wife, the, the job, making great money. I had all of those things. But I wasn't feeding no 100 families, right? Wow. Like my family was good. But what kind of impact was I making outside of that? So I started to think about that. And then I came home. I spent three days with my kids, Tuesday through Thursday, and I just spent those days with my kids, nowhere to go, no job. And I was like, holy crap, I don't really know half of these little mongrels that are running Mm. around. Like, I know a little bit of them, but I've been leaving the house at six in the morning, getting home at 10 at night. I'm like, I don't know these suckers as good as I probably should, considering I'm their dad, right? Like, Mm. I'm learning things about them in this three-day period. And then I went that next weekend and went to a men's Christian leadership conference at my church. 
And at the Men's Christian Leadership Conference, this guy named Scott Nickel. Scott Nickel is a, he's, uh, they kind of co-pastor this church, him and a guy named John Weiss. And Scott Nickel's got these tattoos. He used to like, he used to fight USC, right? He's this cool guy. And Scott's up there on the stage and he's like, most of you have been taught about flannel graph Jesus. And I was like, flannel graph, geez, what is flannel graph? And he pulls out this little carpet, like this material thing where you put the materials and Jesus is holding the sheep and there's rainbows in the background and all this stuff. He's like, most of you, this is what you were taught because you were taught a flannel graph Jesus in Sunday school. He said, but let me, let me, let me teach you about the real Jesus. And he started sharing stories of warrior Jesus that went into these villages, went into these communities, flipped the tables, was willing to risk whatever, right. To save people's lives. And he was like, we have a responsibility. If we've been impacted spiritually, we have a responsibility to fight to bring hope and love into other people, not to passively flannel grab Jesus, hold a sheep, but to literally lift and flip tables if we have to, mm. to help save those that need to be saved. And so here I'm in like, dude, after this last 10 days, I'm jacked. Ah, and Thomas has got me hyped, right? The homeboy's telling me Jesus is a warrior, right? I'm realizing like I'm missing some things with my kids. I'm mm. not being a good dad. Like I'm Jack. So I went to work Monday morning and I'm like, boom, I held a sales meeting for my whole team. I'm like, let's go. We're going to crush and dominate the world. Flipping tables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, flipping tables. Let's go. Right. I'm so jacked up. And one of the owners, Right after the beating, pulls me into his office. He says, hey, I want to talk to you. And I had a really good relationship with one of the owners, not as good with the other owner. I mean, it was fine, but just like I was best friends with one of the owners and then this other guy, you know, we worked together. And he that's the one that pulls me into his office. And he says, um, he pulls me into the office and he says, I don't like you. And he didn't mean that. Like, I know him. And what he meant is he didn't really like all the social media stuff that I was doing. He didn't like the me going and speaking on a stage. He didn't like that people were giving me a lot of credit for helping build this dealership. And mm-hmm. his name was on the wall, not my name. And mm-hmm. I knew what he meant. But everything he said after I don't like you, I, I can't tell you. Because as soon as he said that, I went from to like, huh? Uh, And and then it just, I started popping in my head and he was talking. And as he was talking, all I could hear in my head was, okay, Glenn, make a choice. You leave right now and see how far you can go. Or you stay right here in this seat for another 10 years with your white picket fence and your house and your money. You'll, everything will be comfortable. You sit right here, but this is what you're going to get in the end Mm. is a guy who doesn't like, doesn't like you. Mm. And so as, as he got done speaking, I just, with no, I mean, my wife was nine months pregnant, bro, no plan, no nothing. Um, And I said, you know, thank you so much for the last eight years of my life. It's been absolutely incredible. I think it's time that this, I think this season has come to an end. It's time for another chapter. And his jaw dropped. He was freaked out. Like, you know, you're quitting. What do you mean you're quitting? Wow. You know? and, and I was just like, I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm not upset. Like I had never been more at peace in my life. I'm like, it's just time. It's time. Mm-hmm. And so I left, I quit. I went home. Wow. Um, my wife, who hadn't expected to see me for a month because I had just taken 10 days off of work, yeah, she was in the garage. She had just walked out into the garage. I pulled up. It was 9.30 on a Monday morning. She goes, what are you doing here? <laughs> I said, uh, I just quit my job. Wow. And here she is, bro. I want you to imagine your wife, nine months pregnant with wow. our seventh child, right? Nine, Like ready to pop any second. And I tell her I just quit my job. And you know what she did? She smiled ear to ear. <laughs> Smiled ear to ear, biggest smile I'd ever seen on her. And that's when I knew that it was the right decision Mm -hmm. and that I had someone in my corner and that was going to support and and trust any decision that I made. And uh, I hadn't realized how much of a burden I had put on her with all these kids and the hours I was working and so on and so forth. And so that's, that's how our journey began, man. It was, uh, 
in the moment, like, oh my gosh. And if I wouldn't have done it right then, I probably never would have done it. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I like to call those like the, uh, the aha moments, but it sounded like you, there were probably micro like decisions along the way where you were headed towards that, right? I'm sure it was like sure. many, many, many things that were sort of leading up to that moment. And you're just like, yep, I'm done because you were at peace with it, right? You, I, I, totally it sounds peace. like you had no fear. It sounds like you knew there was a path. It sounded like you had faith in knowing that we're just going to make this work. And you could always get, you know, you're talented and you know that you have value in an in industry, especially I'm like, let's go get another job. It's your yeah. loss. And, right? Basically it's their yeah, loss. And, and most importantly, Eric, to be honest, um, the most, I think the most important aspect for me that made it easy is we were winning. Hmm. We were, we were at the top. We were number two in the United States of America. Wow. Yeah. I think that it's a important because I know a lot of people will message me and be like, I want to quit my job. I want to do this. I want to do that. And mm. I always say to people, have you maxed out the opportunity? Mm. Never, never leave because times are tough. That's the cowardly way. Oh, the company's going down. Oh, things suck. So I'm going to quit. No, 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 uh-huh. no. The, the greats walk when you're at the top when yeah. everything's amazing and incredible. And that's what made it more comfortable for me is I knew I left that place in great shape. They were in a phenomenal position when I walked out and it wasn't going to be this, you know, it wasn't going to be, obviously it would hurt them you know, a little bit. They're going to have to replace me and all of those things. But ultimately I was at peace knowing I had left it all on the field, given them absolutely everything and left them in a better off position than they were when I started. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I love that quote. You know, the greats leave when, when they're at the top and not when all the chips have fallen and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, putting, you know, putting them in a very difficult position. Um, that's, that's huge. That's huge. So you're home, you know, you're like, I'm just going to relax. I'm, I'm, I'm making assumptions here because, because this happened to me too. This is your, you're telling my story. (laughs) My wife though, just real quick so you know for future we could talk about it at some point but uh uh my wife was pregnant and um we didn't make it to the hospital brother i i had to deliver the baby on the side of the road but anyway that's a different conversation Uh, yeah yeah but i remember you give me flashbacks of that time when i was transitioning too and she was pregnant and uh, we were having a baby or we had a baby and um what is Seven. wrong with this, Eric? It's, it's Quitting our lot. jobs when we're about to have a baby. What are yeah. you thinking, man? Come on. And, and in our 40s. <laughs> and, and, right. you know, like, midlife yeah, some people go bro. buy a Lamborghini when they when, when they hit that midlife. And you and I, like, want to start businesses. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so, oh, so you, no. you obviously had the skill set. You had the know-how. Uh, you had the courage to take that step. Um after you sort of collected yourself and had, you know, I'm sure wonderful conversations with your wife and and, and creating a plan, what was the next step? <laughs> it's funny that you ask because most people, and this is how I know that God gave me the, the perfect woman with my wife, because here she was nine months pregnant, about to pop 82nd. And I, I quit my job and that was on Monday. And Tuesday, I jumped on a plane and went to Las Vegas. What? <laughs> I'm hoping it was a business opportunity and not to gamble your life savings. <laughs> the, the NADA, uh, National Automobile Dealers Association event, the largest automotive event in the business, wow. was happening that, that week. And so I told my wife, I said, I got to go, since we have no idea, no plan, I've got to go be in an environment with dealers and like, maybe there's an opportunity. Maybe God's got a plan for me, but I won't know if I'm sitting here on the couch, like I got to go. And so she was like, go. So I went to Las Vegas for three days. Now, most people would have been like, hold on, you quit your job. You're 40 years old. Your wife's pregnant and you run off to Las Vegas. (laughs) Are you but mad? No, man. Yeah, but my wife was was so supportive. She's like, heck yeah, mm. dude, you gotta go get in that in mm. in that room. And yeah. um I'm glad that I did because it did um you know getting me in that environment, I was able to kind of decompress. Um 
decompress, really look at the the situation, look at what was going on. And then I was able to make some very strong connections that to this day, those connections are, are, are now relationships that have ended up being, um, you know, created partnerships, profitable endeavors, so mm. so on and so forth. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, you got to go get in the room, dude. Like if you're, yeah. The opportunities aren't going to come knocking while you're sitting on the couch. That's that's the way I, I feel about it. So if yeah. you're going to quit your job and leave your you know pregnant wife, um, you know, looking at you like, what are you going to do? Don't sit there eating potato chips, watching, you know, Walking Dead or or uh, <laughs> or, or Star Wars, bro. Get your butt <laughs> up and go get in an environment where you're going to do something about it. That uh, I hear people tell me all the time. They're like, my wife would never support me in those types of things. I'm like, well, maybe that's because typically, you know, she sees you sitting around binging um, Squid mm-hmm. Games seven hours, seven hours a day. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, go show your show your wife that you're a hunter gatherer and that you're going to go out there and, and, and make things happen and she'll support you a little more. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. And vice versa. I, I don't want to be sexist or anything. Just your partner, I should say. It yeah. doesn't necessarily have to be wife. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, without partnerships, you know, whether it be wife, husband, business partner, um, you know, trust and confidence and support is massive and it gives you oh, the yeah. confidence you know to walk on water to to take a bullet to do whatever need, is needed you know to succeed um and you know we can only do so much like we can be resilient you know with our daily practices and habits but it doesn't hurt to have like someone by your side someone there to catch no you doubt. If, right if you fall and when you fall so let's talk about that let's transition man time's just flown by and and, and they always say when you're having a great time right it's like, yeah time flies when it's you're having already fun. 15 wow I know. Yeah. i'm like man we only got to, we only scratched the surface we're here. gonna have to part two it we're gonna uh, have yeah to part, we we're will have to do a part one part two yeah seriously seriously um I'd like to do that now, but I know you and I have separate meetings. So here's the thing. Let's char- let's talk about what I had mentioned to you earlier and get to the segment where we like and love to embrace the F word, meaning failure. So if you can share with us something that happened where you're like, man, if I had done this or if that didn't happen, this wouldn't have happened. I, that was that was a powerful lesson for me. Well, you know, there's there's and 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 words have so much power right words have so much energy there's a book by um um shoot i just forgot the name of it there's a book hold on say hi hi, hi. love you all right <laughs> oh, get out of here. i gotta finish this i love you the um <laughs> that's that's the blessing of of what happened man that's the silver lining in it all just 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 so for anyone who's listening and couldn't see your your beautiful daughter how old is she <laughs> Uh, that one is eight. Yeah, that one's eight. It's funny. Uh, you're like so many birthdays, so many birthdays. Yeah, um, <laughs> but like that has been the bless, the biggest, biggest give. And and man, being around my kids all the time now. You yeah. know, when I want to, when I could step out and just hug and kiss and say, I gotta go, you know, even if it's 30 seconds, um, is amazing. Rather than being an hour away from home at work totally. every day change yeah. life changer but anyway thanks i'm glad that happened yeah the um so thomas blackwell and for some reason i have um the oh my gosh i just blanked on the title it's one of my favorite books i can't believe it. i can't think of the title in a second um it's because she came in kind of caught me <laughs> at an angle here. Um, you're, you're in her classroom Come on. <laughs> he, he, he talks about uh you know the energy of words and how powerful words are and so mm-hmm. a word like failure is it's a tough word right because it's so it's so uh finite it's so like definite it's a it's an end and i have made many 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 mistakes and i have failed at achieving many of the 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 dreams and aspirations that i had but but big capital b but every single one of them was required and necessary in order for me to learn, um, you know, the lessons that I've, that I've learned through that. And so, you know, I think, um, you know, one probably uh, really, really specific example uh, would be I failed to see and understand 
um, the value of my wife in the in the in the in the very beginning. And when we first when we first met, uh, we partied a lot, we drank a lot, we did all of those things, and I ran around and and didn't want to get super serious and super committed and we would fight and so on and so forth. And one night I failed to appreciate who she was and, and what she was all about. And instead I ran off and with a buddy of mine to go party and do whatever. And my wife in turn drove down the road, hit a patch of ice, spun backwards in her car and went 45 miles an hour backwards into an oncoming vehicle that had four people in it, including a baby, and broke her back in seven different places. And when she, um, luckily, she like so you know not paralyzed, not dead, could have been both, completely totaled the vehicle. And when they took her to the hospital, in the midst of her pain and in the midst of her chaos, she would not let them touch her. She just kept screaming, get Glenn, get Glenn, get Glenn. And so they, the, the police department called me, brought me to the hospital. And, and, and once I got there and saw her mangled and beaten and bloodied, and yet she was just hollering for me, hmm. I realized like, golly, bro, what are you doing? Like mm. this person is literally willing to die for you. Like she was going to die on the table if they didn't get to her I and mean, she wouldn't let them get to her. And, 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 and so in that mistake that I was making and ultimately my wife had to pay part of the consequence for that, you know, she still deals with that now. She's got bones, you know, metal plates all up and down her back and she still deals with back pains and problems and so on and so forth. Um, but ultimately it helped me to see that there are certain people in your life that you have to cherish and you, you really have to hold on to because this thing called life is so crazy fleeting. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that would be one example of, of a mistake that I used to make that I don't anymore mm. is I, I don't take people for granted, the people that are willing to, to, to go the extra mile for you and literally like, like literally willing to die for you. Yeah, man, it really does put things in perspective and thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, you, man. Know, you know, thank God that she was okay. and You didn't have a, a harder lesson to learn. Um, you know, and, and, and having a ton of regret. Um, but now you're, you've made it right. You're making it right each and every day. And it's just, it's, it's, it's an eye opening experience to say the least, you know, and I, no and, doubt. yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing that story. I can't imagine what I do without my wife. And I'm sure every day you remind yourself like at that moment, and like, I'm not taking this for granted anymore. Um, no way. Kids, just the people that are important in your life. Yeah. It's huge. And, 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 and that's the thing. Like when people get super stressed, even my wife, when she gets stressed about things, I'm like, just, we have a roof over our head. We can put food on the table. If I lived in a cardboard box, as long as I'm with you, I'm happy. I mean, I know we're exaggerating, <laughs> you know, there'll be some challenges and I'm sure we'll be arguing and fighting, but yeah, I mean, think about it. We're not taking any. See, you're a braver man than me. You're a braver <laughs> man than me. When, when, when my wife's stressed, I just look at her and say, what can I do, babe? Yeah. How can I help? That's it. I, I don't know. try to solve it. I don't try to help I know. I don't try to help her see the grass is green. As, as <laughs> much braver than I am, bro. I'm just she like, yes, ma'am. I'm sure she wants to punch me in the face whenever I say things like that. But. Yeah. It's getting through, though. It's seeping through a little bit. Now That's she's good. like, she, she went through good. a stressful moment. And she was like, I, man, you know, we got our health. That's all. You know, it's great. You know, like, yeah. That's great, bro. Things in perspective. That's great. Uh, My but wife's yeah, starting right. to wake up early now. Forever, she she thought I was crazy because I wake up so early in morning routines and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. And, uh, you know, we've been together over a decade and she's she's seen that. And just in the last probably year and a half, two years, she started to really mm -hmm. appreciate the power of the mornings. And she's got her own, you know, she's an early yeah. riser now. And she's That's getting great. up at like 5, 530 in the morning. She's in her Bible and things like that. It's pretty cool. 
There is... well, she was a hard nut to crack, bro. It took yeah. a long time. I'm trying to get my wife to wake up early too, man. So you gotta you gotta give me the code. But um yeah, there, there's something about waking up super early. I mean, before the kids, before the emails, before all the requests and the actions that you need to take. It's like this is me time. That's the right. sun's not even up. I beat the sun up. You know, I won. I won. But anyway, okay, so we got to wind down here. I, I could talk to you all day and, you know, I'm really, you. really, truly appreciate time with you here. Um, and like you said, we got we to gotta get together for a part two just because, like, we, you know, I never know and you never know. I'm sure, you know, when you're having a conversation where it's going to take us, you know, we just get in the car and, and we drive and right. we GPS there. We follow We follow when we want to follow. Sometimes we'll take a wrong turn and ramp here and there, but we get to where we need to get to. Um, but can you share what it is, you know, that you're doing now um, in life and business that you're really focused on, you know, your mission, your legacy that you're going to leave and, and then at the end, how people can get in touch with you because I'm sure they're going to want to hear more and potentially do something with you. Yeah. So, you know, we've got quite a few projects um, that we're working on right now. I've got kind of three different arms of my, of, uh, of you know, three different businesses basically. And we've got our personal brand side of things. That's really important. Uh, I think going forward, I, I think people want to do business with faces, not just, not just names. And so um, you know, there's the personal brand side of things. And then we have the media side of things like Breakfast with Champions and Hashtag Rise and Grind, uh, those types of shows. And really the mission behind that is, I believe if you change the way you start your day, it'll make a massive impact in your life. And so we're looking to help people change the way they start their day. So where they can start with motivation, education, and inspiration versus starting with news and notifications. And so uh, that 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 you know branch we're working on and we're really excited about a lot of opportunities that we have in that space and then there's the automotive piece and and the automotive uh, this is Another lesson for all the listeners that are out there, you know, as you're exploring new avenues, never forget your baby. Never forget the 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 thing that you're your zone of genius, man. Because yeah. the automotive business, even though I left the retail side of the auto business, audio automotive business, it has been what's carried my family through uh, really financially over the last three years and allowed us to explore these other areas like media companies and personal brands and and, and so on and so forth. And so in the automotive space, we're creating some really Really cool stuff. And I've started to network and connect with some software people that really know what they're doing in the world of software. And uh, so we're starting to kind of edge our way into the Silicon Valley. Uh, let's flip this company one day. Let's build it for an exit, you know, with an exit mm. strategy, which is something I never used to think about. It used to always be, let's build it and I'll work it till I'm dead. And now I'm like, let's build it for five years and sell it. That sounds more fun. And um, so we're starting to uh, dive into some software aspects over on the automotive side to really be able to serve people that way. So there's just so many opportunities these days, man. But I would love to connect with anyone, um, you know, that, that if it tugs on your heart and you say, hey, I want to get to know this guy a little bit better. Best thing to do, I have an ebook that I wrote called The Morning Five five simple steps to an extraordinary life. And I give that book away to, for free. I think it's a great way for um, us to get to know each other. I love to exchange values. So if you head to themorning5.com, you can download the free ebook. It's got a little bit of my personal story in there. It's also got some strategies you can apply for a morning routine. You can read it in less than an hour. And I think it's the best way for us to start our relationship. Wow. Fan freaking tastic. Thank you for Thanks, sharing man. all that. I'm sure there's something for someone to chew on there and potentially reach out. <laughs> and, um, I highly recommend reaching out. You know, I did. I was literally listening to um, Glenn while in the shower. Spoiler alert. I was, I was putting my clothes on. <laughs> no, you know what? Sometimes I did tell you this. Like, I'll put my phone and I'll stick it on top of the shower. It's waterproof. Who knows? Uh, but I never tested it. But I listen to shows and, and you're one of them. And then, like, I can usually I'm like, get dressed and I'm out. But I had to keep listening to you, um, and it's it's a powerful message that you share. You know, you've had success, you've had lessons learned throughout those successes, and uh, I think you got a lot that you can give to the world. And I appreciate you, your time, your family, and everything that you do for us. So, thanks, thanks for my man. Show, brother. Quick, quick promo for our a quick plug for um, for you that will be a life changer. 
So my wife for Christmas bought me a JBL shower speaker, JBL shower speaker, because I do the same thing. I listen to audiobooks when I'm in the yeah. shower and podcasts. And you literally just like hang it on the shower head. It Bluetooths right Bluetooth. into your phone. What? Yep. Oh, game changer. It's completely waterproof. Dude. It's amazing. Wow. I speak it I use Thanks, it every man. single day. Let's put an affiliate link in the uh, show notes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Make you some money on the side, but yeah, that's that's great. That that that's I love those type of hacks. Uh, the iPhone is amazing in terms of like I don't know how they did it. It's alien technology, but you don't. The speakers are so tiny, but you get what you need out of it. It's so loud. I think they they figured out the actual uh, the holes that you use put up to your ear. They turned that right. into a speaker so you can get stereo. Man, that's you know. I miss Steve Jobs, you know, but these guys are making the one product that he created better and better and better. But like, come on, innovate. Where's the car already? Where's the, That's right. Where's the, the, Apple, the Apple car is coming. It's coming soon. It is coming. Be- so they say just yeah. uh, the uh, the Tesla truck is coming too. The Tesla truck, yeah, yeah. The, uh, they, the they've side, been telling the us truck. for, yeah, they've been telling us that for three years now. And now they just pushed it out another two years. So we'll okay. see. Yeah, yeah. They, they made their money. People pre-ordered it. Yeah, and, they did. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they did. And they got their evaluation because of it. Yeah, there you go. Hey, that's yeah. how it works, man. But I love, your, I love your plan. I love your business. I love, uh, you know, everything that you're about. So thanks again for being on the show, Glenn. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, brother. It's been a pleasure. That's it for now, folks. If you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can contact me directly at eric at onairbrands.com. That's eric, E-R-I-K, at onairbrands.com. And if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. And please recommend us to one or two people in your circle. That will go a long, long way to growing our community. Also, if you could rate us on iTunes, just take a moment uh, to give us five stars. And if they have more stars, give all of them. We'd greatly appreciate you for that. And always, always like, subscribe, and share, share, share this show on social media. We'd love you for that as well. And if you have any ideas or want to hear something on a future show, please hit us up. Maybe you have a question for one of my guests or you want to uh, tell a story, a success story. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. You can do that, especially if you're on the Anchor platform. You can leave us a voice message. We'd love to incorporate you and your voice on a future episode. Once again, folks, thanks again for listening to the Entrepreneur Circle. Please like, subscribe, and share, share, share. I am Eric Cabral, and as always, remember, your network is your net worth. So get in the circle.